0: Aloha, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with brother Mike. What's going on today, people of God? What's going on, brothers and sisters? Listen, today I'm actually not coming at you live and direct from Honolulu. I'm actually in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> right, my, my wife and I were, um, you know, I'm moving her over to Hawaii And, uh, you know, we're putting the house in Florida up to rent for rent. We're keeping it, but it needs to be cleaned and his family over here and our dog is over here. So I'm over here, but it doesn't stop the message, right? (laughs) The message that the Lord sends out still needs to go out. Even if you're on vacation, God gives you work to do. You do that thing with all your might. You don't make excuses. You get it done. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and pray, 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 pray. And then we're going to kick it off today. All right, let's do it. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the blood of Jesus Christ. God, it makes us your sons and daughters. Thank you that you thought about us, God, long before we even existed. You were thinking about us with your wonderful love and your your wonderful grace and your wonderful plenteous mercy, God. You set things in motion, Father, so that we could be your sons and daughters. This is a debt we can never repay, Father. Help us, God. Give us your grace, God. Help us to serve you, God, with all our might and whatever is um, hindering us, whether it's mentally, physically, socially, financially, whatever it is, Father, I pray that these hindrances will be removed. First, I pray that you would point it out to my brothers and sisters, me included, whatever it is. And then secondarily, Father, I ask that you would please strengthen us in our inner man, God, increase our desire for you, for righteousness, God, increase our love for you and our deep, deep, deep appreciation for you, God, so that we're doing this out of love, a labor of love, God, not a task, you know, not a task, we got to get this done, uh, otherwise God's going to be mad at us. No, but we do it, Father, because we love you. Jesus went to the cross because he loved you, He loved us too, but he loved you, and that's why he did what he did, God, because he loved you, and we're your children too, so help us to love you like your son Jesus did. Father, I pray for the grace to deliver this message today. Father, I don't want you to help me to do the message. I want you to do the message through me. Use me today, God, as your tool. Uh, I ask these things, Father, in the name of Jesus, and we consider these things done. Amen and amen. All right. All right. All right. Let's get it. I don't believe this is going to be a very long message. You know, when preachers say that, you probably should watch out. But yeah, I don't know. I try and keep the messages less than 30 minutes. I try, but I don't create the message. <laughs> As I've said in the past, right, I listen to my own podcast. It's not because I'm a narcissist. It's because I didn't make the message. So the message is always a surprise To me, I mean, I'll get a scripture during Bible study and then I'll know, hey, that's a podcast, but what exactly is going to be said? I have no idea because I'm not the one making the message. Holy Spirit gives me the message. So yeah, I listen to it too. So (laughs) I'm excited to hear what the message is about today and we're going to see what he does. I really don't even have a title for it. We're just going to call it, we're going to call it. The trust factor, as good as any, the trust factor. Okay, here we go, here we go. So the scripture, uh, let me back and finally give you the scripture. Okay, so the scripture today is actually, is actually going to be based off of when King David's son, Absalom, tried to take over. He tried to oust David and take the kingdom from him forcibly okay so this this is what's going on now you know david was the king obviously we all know that david has certain advisors like any king has an advisor people that you trust and rely on okay so one of his most trusted advisors his name was ahithophel i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly i don't know how i can jack it up it looks pretty simple i think it's ahithophel but anyway This guy had the gift of wisdom. And the Bible says that when Ahithopel would speak, it was like the voice of God. It was like the wisdom from God, like God himself was talking because it was always spot on. So David trusted him. And then when Absalom tried to take over, you know, Absalom trusted him. Why? The man had a gift from God. He was wise. That was his thing, he, and everybody knew. If he says it, yo, it's spot on, okay? So anyway, here's the back, there's the backstory right there, okay? David's on the run, he takes the people that's following him, they're on the run, they're on the lamb, because Absalom, is, Absalom wants to kill him. <laughs> he wants to kill everybody and take, 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 take the kingdom, right? Um, so while David and him are on the run, You know, people are coming in from different places and they're giving various accounts of what's going on in the city. Okay, so there's the backdrop. Okay, there's the backdrop. Now the scripture for today, at least the main scripture, we'll see if anything else pops up. But the main scripture is 2nd Samuel chapter 15, and it is verse 31. Second Samuel 15, verse 31. And it was told David, Ahithophel, oh, Ahithophel, sorry. <laughs> and it was told David, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, "O oh Lord, please turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Now read it again. Second Samuel 15, verse 31. And it was told David, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, oh, Lord, please turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Wow. Now, when I, I don't know if it's resonating with you like it resonated with me, I've read that scripture, I don't know how many times over the years, but but when I read it the other day, what really struck me was just the level of trust that David had in the Lord. We all know David wasn't perfect. We know David sinned from time to time. We know that. David knew that. But David knew when the Lord said he was forgiven, he was forgiven. David trusted the Lord, like almost like nobody else, right? Even when you read through the book of 1 Kings or 2 Kings, usually when a king did right, the Lord, the Lord said that they did right in, in his sight, you know, like their father, David. He, he always referred to David like David was the greatest king of Israel to this date. The greatest ruler Israel ever had was King David. You know, the greatest human ruler, the Lord was technically the leader of Israel, but the greatest human leader of Israel, in my opinion, <laughs> many would say is King David. But look at the trust check this out. Yo, David's on the run for his life. He's on the run, right? The people tell David what's going on. Say, look, one of your main advisors is with your son. He's helping your son take the kingdom. He wants your life. That's basically what they're saying. David, (laughs) I love it. David prays, oh Lord, Please turn the counsel of, other, of Ahithophel into foolishness. Now, there have been times in my life, probably times in your life, when stuff happened and you said a prayer, but it was kind of a like, you know, sometimes people, Christians too, use the Lord's name in vain. They say his name and they don't really mean to use his name. This is a ploy of Satan. It's a slap in the Lord's face. It's so disrespectful. It really is. When they use the name of Jesus Christ, it's so rude and disrespectful, you know? Oh, somebody told you a joke. They call on the name of the Lord. Oh, this food is so good. I'm going to exclaim. Somebody scared you. I mean, you know, in other words, what I'm saying is that they're not really calling on the name that is above all names. They're not really meaning to call the name of Jesus, So even sometimes, like I said in the past, something might've happened. I might've said a little lighthearted prayer, but I really didn't mean to invoke his holy name. I didn't really want the Lord to be on the scene. And that's what's happening when you, if you're a child of God, when you call on the name of the Lord, he's like, yeah, yes. You know, it's like, he's, he's here with you like, Hey, what do you need? Oh, you know, I was just opening up some salad dressing. I didn't really need anything, you know? Oh, the guy was on TV telling jokes and, you know, it's like, look, we're, we're not supposed to emulate the world. The world disrespects the Lord. Why? Because they hate God. He said it. The world hates him and they hate us too, right? So it's it's one thing for the world. And if you notice this, the world never invokes any other deity's name as a cuss word. You know, somebody don't you know, slap them and they like, like, oh, oh, Buddha, you know? Oh, Buddha, what, you know, or whatever it is, right? They don't do that. The only, think about this, the only name that people use as an exclamation, you know, or as a substitution for a four-letter cuss word is the name of Jesus Christ. Think about that. Why is that? That alone should let you know, yo, I need to stop doing that. It's clearly satanic. It's clearly satanic. This is the name of the one that you believed upon. You believed on that name. You called on that name to get you out of trouble. Then please, oh, please stop saying the Lord's name if you don't really mean to call him. If you're in trouble and you mean to call the Lord, you know you calling on the Lord and you know Lord, I need help. That's where David was. Not that David was flip mouth and used the Lord's name in vain. I'm just saying, right? David's in this position. He's the king. He understands what it means. They're trying to take the kingdom from him. They're going to slaughter people. They want to kill him too. David calls on the name of the Lord. And what does he ask him to do? Make this guy's wisdom turn into foolishness. Let's stop right there. Think about, I want you to think about things that you ask the Lord for, that you ask the Lord for, or you ask the Lord to do. In Hawaii, we would say for do. Things you ask the Lord for do, for to do, right? (laughs) And and, and you ask him these things, but really, you don't really expect him to do it. You you might kind of hope a little bit. Well, I hope, I sure hope the Lord answers that prayer, but I don't know right? It's a level of trust. I, I hope so. And we we keep worrying about, about it after we don't prayed about it. David prayed and he just moved on with it, right? So think about the level of trust that David, David didn't call his advisors, oh, we're going to seek him out and do this and do that. No, he just said, Lord, turn this man's wisdom into foolishness. Why would David ask God that? He asked God that because he understood (laughs) that the Lord would do it. One, that the Lord's eyes was on him. The Bible says that we're the apple of his eye. David understood that the Lord was with him. David understood his position as king over Israel. In the last podcast, I talked about King Saul and how after Saul totally disobeyed the Lord, how the Lord told him through the prophet, you know, did I not make you king over Israel? But because you see yourself as small in your own eyes, right? And you went and sinned and did this thing, thus I'm going to take the kingdom away from you. That's basically the gist of it. David understood his position before the Lord. He understood the assignment. That's what we say nowadays, right? Oh, so-and-so understood the assignment. David understood the assignment, He was the king of Israel. He was also a child of God. He understood that the Lord was with him. Think about this. This is the same David that killed the Philistine uh, uh, Goliath and took his own sword and chopped his head off with his own sword. David was 16, supposedly 16 when that happened. So David has a long history of trusting the Lord. And before that, you have to look at what did David say when King Saul told him that he couldn't go out there and fight Goliath because Goliath was a man of war and David was a boy? David said, no, your servant tends sheep, right? And from time to time, there's a lion that comes or a bear that comes to get, get the sheep. I've killed him with my bare hands. You think David just went and killed those things? Or you think he called knowing David like you knew David now after you read the Bible, you got to see his character you got to see his walk with the Lord and his passion and his zeal for the Lord. There was nobody like David in the whole Bible. You know, David was calling on the Lord before he went after a lion, barehanded to kill it. Before he went after a bear, some of y'all might say, well, you know, it's probably a baby lion. Maybe it was a baby bear. Yo, you going to jump on a baby lion? You going to jump on a baby bear? <laughs> right. Come on. Now think about this. And he killed it with his bare hands. So this is David who has been trusting in the Lord since he was tending the sheep. Think about all the military victories that God gave David. David again, again. The the women sang when David came uh, into the city after the battle. They said, Saul has slain his thousands. David has slain his, what was it? It was like tens of thousands. And you know, Saul heard that and he got jealous. So anyway, what I'm saying is this. David trusted that the Lord saw him, that the Lord was with him, that when the Lord gave him a word, it really meant what the Lord said. If God said he was blessed, he was blessed. If God said he was forgiven, he was forgiven. David trusted the Lord. He trusted in the word of the Lord. How many times have we not trusted in the Lord? How many times have we not trusted in the word that the Lord gave us? Well, he said, I literally just went through this not that long ago. There was a prophecy that the Lord had given, and this was maybe like a year or two ago. And it's so large. I started down. I said, like, Lord, did I make that up? Did I make that up? And so I just asked him, Lord, would you remind me, please? Would you confirm this word that you gave? And, and God, you know how to talk to me. And he did. He reminded me almost immediately. <laughs> remember this, remember this, remember that. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, that's, yeah. Wow, it's, it's really real, right? You, you, you can call on the Lord. You can trust the Lord. Think about all, the, fi- all the, the times that you've been through things and you called on the Lord and you really meant it. You really meant it. We get caught up with the prayer that comes out of our mouth. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That type of prayer, it's it's not just coming off your lips. It's coming from your heart. It's coming from your, your inmost being. You're crying out to God. Those are the prayers that get answered. those prayers get answered. It's it's like nothing hinders those things. (laughs) The devil can try, but those types of prayers get answered really quickly. So what am I saying? I'm saying that we have to trust the Lord like David trusted the Lord. David had a long history of trusting the Lord. And so do you, if you look at it, if you just take the time, Don't get caught up in your emotions, just look at it. Why not get a journal and write it down? Man, I remember when I was going through all of these things, the Lord delivered me. Here's the beauty of hindsight, right? The beauty of hindsight is that now you can connect the dots. When you are going through it, you may not be able to see what the Lord is doing. Sometimes it's obvious. Other times it's not obvious, but then, you know, maybe a month or two or maybe a year after the fact, it's like, wow, I didn't even realize at the time that the Lord did X, Y, and Z, but now I understand why he did it. So what I'm saying is, look, it may not just readily pop into your mind. You have to be intentional about, about the Lord and about the things that he did. Look at David. You said, well, how do we know that David did that? Uh, we got a whole book of Psalms. Granted, he didn't write every Psalm. David wrote a lot of the Psalms. <laughs> There's so many Psalms that David wrote, they, they all get printed, supposedly, right? So, and what are the Psalms? It's David proclaiming his, his love and his gratitude and his, his trust in the Lord. It's David proclaiming different times the Lord delivered him and did very specific things. David wrote these things. You know, when you write things down, it goes deeper in your memory. It's like it gets etched on your heart. You write the words on the paper, but it's like, it's it's like tattooing words on your heart. So David very well knew about the Lord and he trusted him. David constantly reminded himself. He's singing praises to God, but David is reminding himself. He's writing down the victories that God has given him. And is this not a godly principle? Isn't this something that The Lord was saying to do in the the Old Testament about writing things down, you know, put put those stones there on top of each other and build an altar. So that way, when your kids ask you what happened here, you're going to you're going to remember what happened. The Lord gave us a great victory here. He split the waters. We crossed on dry ground. There has to be things in your life to remind you. And let me back that up. You, come on, you have to put things in your life to remind you of the Lord's goodness or to remind you to remind yourself of the Lord's goodness if that makes sense. Simplest way, journal, write it down. I write it down. I've got about 30, probably like, no, maybe 27 journals in my house which covers a span of almost 25 years. I write it down. I can go back and see my whole history. This is what I was going through. Lord, this is what I was thinking. This is what I was feeling. This is what I prayed. Oh, the Lord came through. And then I wrote something about it. I might've wrote a poem or a song or just wrote a statement. The Lord came through. So I have all of those things written down. I also use a video, this uh, digital recorder, which I record my podcast on. It ain't nothing but the digital recorder in my phone. But you can make little messages, voice recordings. I make voice recordings. The Lord did so and so. I was going through. Lord, you came through for me, whatever. You know what I'm saying? However you do it, you have to do this thing. Things are mounting up in the world. Pressures are mounting up in the world. Wickedness is on the rise. You think that the devil is not going to come after you, come after your mind, uh, 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 fill you with hopelessness, fill you with apathy, fill you with uh, prayerlessness. Like, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like going to church. I'm really thinking about what the Lord did, what the Lord done for me. What? And I'm not going to front. I seen myself in that situation before when I was like, oh, I, I just said what to the Lord? Okay, okay, hold on, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I must be going crazy right now, right? Come on, we're human. This stuff happens. But you have to remind yourself so that you trust the Lord. David was in that situation. His life was on the line. David didn't talk to no human people first. When he got news that Ahithophel, his most trusted advisor, who people said was like the voice of God, he knew that Ahithophel Ohithophel was going to tell him exactly what to do to defeat David. He knew it. What could David do? He couldn't outthink Ahithophel. He couldn't outthink him. David was wise, but he didn't have the gift of wisdom like Ahithophel did. What could he do? He went to the Lord and he prayed. And what we see happen is the Lord, of course, answered that prayer. Now, God doesn't always answer prayers the way You and I might think he's going to answer the prayer. (laughs) Okay. We have to manage our own expectations on how God is going to answer. God is God. You ask him to do something. You pray. It's a legitimate prayer. The Lord's going to answer it in his own way. Okay. But we get in our heads. Well, God's going to do this and God's going to do that. And then it doesn't happen that way. And we're all, all busted and disgusted. Oh, woe is me about it. Oh, the Lord didn't come through, but then he does. He comes through. Oh, and then you see, the Lord came through. He didn't come through like I thought he was going to come through. He didn't come through like I wanted him to come through. But did he keep his word to you? Did he deliver you, in fact, from that thing? The answer is always going to be, yes, he did. Yes, he did. So same same thing with David. So you have David. You had Ahithophel. You had there was another person there that was David's good friend, right? And and David told him, go over, go back to the camp. Basically, I need a man on the inside. I need you to act like you're against me too. And this, this I think his name was Hushai. This guy was a very close, uh, uh, a very close, you know, I don't even have to guess. I'm so sorry. Yep, Hushai, Hushai the Archite. Very, very close friend of David. You know, so David wanted like, hey, you know, my son's probably going to think like, why are you here? And then just basically tell him this, that and the other, and he'll believe you. But I need you to frustrate Ahithophel's wisdom. So like God, David prayed to, to the Lord and then immediately God gave David a plan. The Holy Spirit gave David a plan on how to do it. So it's not like the Lord override, took control over Ahithophel's will and, and, and made him say something stupid and foolish. No, it was wise. He didn't do that. He didn't override it. But what he did was Hushai went there and, you know, Absalom, once he, once Absalom got done grilling uh, Hushai, like, you're supposed to be his friend. This is how you repay your friend? Why are you here? And then he trusted him. Okay, well, okay, you really are here for me. Cool. Advise me. You know, he's like, Ahithophel, give me advice. So Ahithophel gives him some advice. It was good advice. Then he wanted more advice on something else. He gave him the advice. And then Hushai stood up and was like, hey, you know, on this, Ahithophel is wrong. (laughs) You know, he was wise on that thing, but this is wrong. David's a mighty man. You're not going to be able to sneak up on him. He's going to ambush you guys and kill you all. You should do X, Y, Z. So they was like, oh, wow. You know what? Actually, oh, that is wisdom. Yeah, we're going to go with you instead. So, (laughs) you know the Lord still answered David's prayer, but it wasn't like, well, I just say for me, when I read that the first time, I was thinking that, oh, God's gonna like override, you know, Ahithophel and make him say something stupid, but he didn't. He gave him spot on advice. And in fact, you read later, if if Absalom had listened to Ahithophel, right, David, they would have got David. They would have got David and all the people. So his wisdom was spot on. When God gives you a gift, it's your gift. The the gifts of God are without repentance. It's yours. God gives you a gift. If you can sing, you know what, whether you serve the Lord or not, you can sing all the days of your life. Whatever that gift is, it's your gift. It's a gift. So even though Ahithophel was acting with with evil intention, uh, wanting to murder and overthrow, you know, the, the right King of Israel, appointed by the Lord, the anointed one. Guess what? His wisdom was still spot on. The gift is the gift is the gift. No take backs. God doesn't take your gifts back. It's a gift. He gave it to you. Okay. So anyway, when Ahithophel realized that uh, Absalom was not listening, he didn't listen to him. And he went with Hushai's advice. He went and killed himself. That was that. He went and killed himself. So anyway, what I'm we're, we're we're not coming to a close quite yet. <laughs> what my point in the matter is this trust the Lord. The Lord did hear David and He did take care of it. Now, in this instance, he gave David a strategy. He could have done something else, but the strategy worked, and then Ahithophel was he was knocked off the table, so to speak, because he killed himself. So he wouldn't be giving any more wise counsel to Absalom cuz he's dead he died he killed himself. That's that. That's that. So whatever you're facing right now or if you're not facing anything, we all know at some point you're going to be facing something. Will you have the oh, how can I say it? Will you have the faith in the Lord to just trust him? You I don't know if you remember this a few years ago. I think it was called a trust test. They were doing it on Instagram. They were doing it on TikTok, right, where people stand behind you and they're supposed to catch you. Trust test and you just fall backwards and hopefully they catch you. Sometimes they caught you. Many times there was one guy kind of heavyset black dude, uh, African-American. He was notorious. Trust test. And <laughs> he, he didn't catch people. Or he would just fall. No, what he did, he would just fall on them. This dude had to be like 350 pounds, almost 400 pounds. Trust test, he would just fall on them. Of course, they can't catch him. They would try. <laughs> they would try. Most most people would just try and get out the way. But, you know, 300, 400 pounds falling on you, it's coming pretty fast. So anyway, that's why the title of this is. Uh, I said the trust factor, right? Are you going to trust God to catch you if you fall backwards? If you're falling in your life, if somebody's coming after you or whatever, do you trust the Lord? Do you, Now you might say, yeah, I trust him. But do you really trust the Lord? Do you trust him like David? Ask, do I trust the Lord like David? You have to ask yourself as a Christian, you have to ask yourself these questions because maybe you don't have somebody like me around that's going to point blank ask you. You have to ask yourself, examine yourself like First John says. And a simple question can be, Do I trust the Lord like David did? The answer is probably going to be no. Okay, so if that is the case, then what do you do? Well, I already told you what to do. You have to be intentional. You have to put something in place to remind yourself. Even God did that, and he's God. You say, what do you mean? Well, God put a rainbow in the sky, not because it looks pretty. God put a rainbow in the sky to remind himself of his promise that he would never again destroy the world by water. That's why there's a rainbow. God gave himself a reminder. He put a system in place to remind him. Are we any better than God? Absolutely not. So we need a system. Again, for me, my system is I journal it down. I write it down. And if I'm driving around and whatnot, I don't have the journal with me. I record it in my phone and I've I've got archives. Like David wrote the Psalms, he had archives of everything that you know he went through and how the Lord delivered him. He, you know, you have to understand, you didn't get out of the situation by your own knowledge and wisdom. If if that's what you think, then you know, like if if all my journals was talking about how great I am, like if you listen to the world and they tell you basically like, you know, pump yourself up and da 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 all that nonsense, right? Well, I shouldn't say nonsense because there is a certain level of truth to it. Okay, so let me retract that. It's not nonsense, but but if you're not giving God the glory that he's due, if you're not acknowledging him, like, oh, the Lord, you did this, you came through. I was in such a mess. I didn't know how I was going to fix it. God, I didn't know how I was going to get out of that situation. Oh, Lord, remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember last year in July, me uh, on my chair, usually I'm on my couch praying. There's a particular chair I always read the Bible in. I was on that chair. I was crying, literally crying my heart out to the Lord, crying. Oh, Lord. Oh, just going through it, right? And then the Lord, I, I, it was the Lord, okay? <laughs> the thought occurred to me, you need to fast and pray. Because I'm like, Lord, help me, help me, help me. Fast and pray. Oh, okay. And I was such a met I was in such a messed up state. It didn't occur to me like just start fasting the parent right then and there. I'm like, okay, Lord, when do you want me? You know, maybe next week or something like that. <laughs> as soon as I said it, it was like, duh. Now. <laughs> now, right? So I know from July 1st to July 4th, I was fasting in 2022. And right after that, in August, I met my wife, my whole life changed. And as as I'm praying, even now, many times i say, Lord, remember, I was right there at that chair, July 1st last year. I was crying, I was calling out to you, Lord, and look at what you did, how you turned my whole life around, God. See, you give God the glory and the things that he does. Don't front and be like, I got this. No, you don't. You don't. You have to be honest with yourself. Lord, so and so is happening to me. Oh my God, how am I going to get through this? Lord, I have to trust on you, Lord. You can get me through this, Lord. Remember you did this? Remember you did that for your servant David? Start reminding him of his goodness. Praise him. Worship him. Remind him. And remind yourself of how faithful he is. How he always comes through. How he always delivers you. Lord, remember. Remember. Be faithful to me. God, if you don't help me, I'm not going to make it through this. I can't do it. God, I need you to do it. God, I need you. Help me, help me, help me. It's those things. You pray like that and you're reminding yourself and you're reminding the Lord, it's going to be all right. Even though the circumstance may not change initially, guess what? You'll have peace because the burden you are carrying on the inside of you, like you, you got it. you supposed to carry it. You gave it over to the Lord. You gave it to him. Give it to him. Trust the Lord. He is faithful like no others. And now we are coming to a close. Trust in the Lord. I told you, the Lord told me a long time ago when I was in the Navy. Gave me a dream. It was a a very scary dream. Even though I really couldn't see anything. And it wasn't that the dream was scary because it was pitch black in this dream, right? But it was the presence. There was a presence there. I could feel the power emanating and it was just sheer. I was terrified in the presence of this being. I couldn't see, but then I heard a voice and it said, right? Trust in, no, it said stick with the Lord. That's what it said. Stick with the Lord. It will be the only thing that saves you. And I woke up like... <laughs> Oh, stick with the Lord. Lord, I'll stick with you. I'll stick with you, right? That's, (laughs) I've never forgotten that. That's the way we have to be. Remember the Lord. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Remember, all of this stuff is temporary. At some point, your situation's gonna change, hopefully, prayerfully for the better, but at some point, it's gonna change. At some point, the ordeal that you're going through is gonna end. It's going to end. We don't have to stress about stuff, but we do need to recognize and acknowledge the one that has the power to deliver us, our Redeemer, our Deliverer, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. And you have to remind yourself. Otherwise, you know in the Bible, in Revelations, it talks about a great divide, a great falling away. People think about this great falling away excuse me, as something that's far down the line. This great falling away and all of these people falling away from the church like it's so far away. Listen, it's happening right now. It's happening right now. Men's hearts are already growing colder and colder and colder. And if you're a lukewarm Christian, you already know what the Lord said. He's gonna spit you out of his mouth. So don't be fooled. Don't get caught up in what the world is doing because it's going to get harder and harsher and colder and darker. There's going to be more lust coming at you, more witchcraft coming at you, more mind control and rebellion coming at you, more things to puff you up full of pride and to fill you with all of the, the worldliness that Satan has laced all throughout his media. So you have to do something to put something in place to combat everything that's coming against you on every side, right? The Bible said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, right? what, Where would I be? Where would I be? You have to think like that. You have to be strategic and remember that this is war, this is war so you have to think and you have to be strategic otherwise you're going to get caught up and you're going to be you're going to find yourself as a part of that great falling away from the church please oh please don't let that be you don't let it be you okay make the decision right now you're going to stick with the lord no matter what make the decision right now You're going to commit to reading the Bible. Make the decision right now. You're going to commit to journaling down, writing down or making some type of recording or you can video, whatever you want to do, make the decision that you're right now that you're going to put a system in place to remind yourself of the Lord's goodness. So that way, when you're going through it, all you got to do is just read. Read, 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 listen, 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 and your heart's going to be full of faith. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing. You remind yourself of God's goodness, and before you know it, you'll be worshiping him. You'll be so full of joy and laughing and so grateful and thanking him. You, You just be so glad. That is what you must put in place because the days are evil and they are upon us. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. So remember, you have to be intentional to trust the Lord. He's been faithful. You have a history. He has a history with you of being faithful and delivering you time and time again. But you need a system in place to remind yourself. So that way you actually really trust God, really, really, truly trust God. So when you're in a situation, okay, Lord, I know you got it. Let me turn this over to you. Trust test. Let me fall back. I know God's going to catch me. God is strong enough to catch me. He's big enough to catch me and deal with this situation. Yo, he got this. All right. All right. All right. All right. So remember, (laughs) always submit yourself unto God first, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.